0: Hello listeners, this is Rand from Randomosity. I'm back with another episode of a random movie review. Last time, we did a review of Batman 1966. And that was for when I rolled a genre for 1960s. And a comedy for the genre. And then the villain or the conflict of interest was an antihero. So it fit perfectly and i was going to have it be a surprise for this next episode of what i was going to roll so what i rolled was a five for a 1930s film in that decade and another five for a fantasy genre film and i rolled a one for a villain or conflict of interest which became an authority figure and what I ended up with was Gulliver's Travels from 1939. So we're going to take a break, and I'm going to be talking about the movie, and we'll go from there. All right, I'm back. And the movie review I'm going to be doing is Gulliver's Travels from 1939. I have read the book and also seen different variations of this one, but this is the first time that I've seen the animated version of this movie. And the what I... It was... A great animation and everything the only thing that bothered me was that it only focused on that one bit when Gulliver was a giant and he was in front of a lot of small people the little puts and when you read the book he's been in a lot of adventures he's met people that were immortal he's met people who were bigger than him he even met with like talking horses or actually not talking horses more of like um really intelligent horses that had a utopian society that was just really good to be by and he just uh loved that culture more and i forgot what they were called but i know that his race in that that part of the world was they were called yahoos they're basically like neanderthals if you will compared to the horses and they didn't have they had like a crazy life but yeah a lot of um movies that i've seen like adaptions of this book haven't explored a whole lot of his adventures the only movie that did was the one i forgot what his name was but he was in um the good place he played the the demon in that one and he was also one of the father well he was the father of um um three men and a little little baby and three men and a little and a little lady so I forgot his name but he was that guy and he played Gulliver in in Gulliver's Traveler for uh this tv adaption of it and I remember watching it when I was a kid and I enjoyed it and it was long but it was a good story and I watched it again and highly recommend it the Jack Black version was okay. It was really comedic and very funny. And I like the, t- the twist of it that he got stuck in the Bermuda Triangle. And then it did the same thing with what the Animated Series did. It was just focusing on when he was big and fighting off um, um, an army of little people and stuff like that. So, it was a good movie of its own, but I think it would have been cool if they would have explored more of his adventure and not just be, like, this the part when he was, like, huge and having to deal with little people. And in this animated one that I'm going to be talking about more, it uh, just dives into it, that he was just um, in this little... Con- this little country with little people and doesn't have like, and, and it is like a little bit of musical and there's a little bit of, um, uh, Romeo and Juliet story in there with the little people. There's like two sides of the story, uh, not the story. There's like, um, two guys that don't like, don't like each other. And they were going to, um, and this was different from the original story. Cause, I'll get to that later, but, um, in this story, it had, like, a Romeo and Juliet story where, um, one kingdom in this little put, um, town, uh, they had a son, and the other side of the, of the island, I guess, they had a daughter, and they were going to be betrothed to each other and unite the kingdom and stuff, but then there was, like, um, uh, a, a slight, uh, Disagreement between the two kings, and you don't see a mother in in any of this. Like you don't see a queen in this. So there's like um, two kings. One of them is like more feminine than the other. You can tell with the tone of the voice, and it's all animated. And um, they're just doing this uh, story, and they have like two versions of a of a song for their towns that they sing for. That's kind of like their national anthem, if you will. And they. That's why they didn't like the song, because one song was talking about forever, and the other one was talking about something else entirely. I can't remember, like, maybe until death do you part or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember that that song was just talking about being together forever, and the other king on the other side just didn't like that, so it was, like, wanting to change the lyrics. So it's, like, really weird that they were going off of that story. And it was all—the conflict of interest was basically, um— not having, well, not, uh, having harmonious songs together and playing together and stuff like that. So, um, Gulliver, the giant in this Island. And it's interesting what they've chosen for the animation for this. I'm going off tangent, but they chose like, uh, their retro, retro retroscoping rotoscoping that's what's called of uh, Gulliver's character like you could tell he looked human and they're just like tracing him they most likely had an actor and filmed him and took the scenes they filmed and then they just drew over him so that he would look more realistic and then the rest of the characters that were small well the majority of the characters the boy and the girl the love interest they looked like humans as well but the rest of the characters they look like puppets. they look like something that you would see from a Jim Henson film, and that's probably what inspired Jim Henson to do like puppets like that, like having like um spaghetti like arms and legs and a round body and like huge mouth and eyes and stuff like that. That's what they all look like, so I'm like thinking genetically, how did these two kids spawn from this type of race that looks that look like um cartoons basically yeah. maybe it was the origin for who framed roger rabbit i don't know but it was just like really weird that um they decided to go with that because it, it threw me off because i'm like a, it the inconsistently of like showing okay the the most important characters they look more human the ones that are not as important and the comedic relief they look more like puppets and clowns and cartoons than anything else and i was like they're just lazy like this movie is about uh an hour and 16 minutes long. So that's probably why that they were like rushing things and trying to make things going. And it was produced by paramount. So, um, and they were trying to, I guess, get this out really fast and they have rights for it. So were, like just trying to get the story across and they only had time to do the small bit when he, when Gulliver is with the small town and a little bit. So they did that. And, um, but anyway, with the conflict of interest being that they couldn't um, bring their anthems or songs together, they and they are going to get ready to go to war because of that. Instead of them um, having the kingdoms united through a, a harmonial marriage or whatnot, they decided to go to war. So then uh, Gulliver, yeah, Gulliver Shallow is his full name, now It's just Gulliver, um, he's in the middle of it. And at first they think that he's a spy for one of the, the people of Lilliput. And, um, then he decides to bring them all together and tries to, um, unite the kingdom that way and just say, let's, let's just sing both these songs together. So they did. And they lived happily ever, ever after, but there was like one scene in there that was like really weird to me was when, um, he was trying to hide, uh, the king, the prince and the princess by picking them up and put them in different places or take them away from the war or like the conflict in there. And when he was doing that, uh, he got the girl first and picked her up with his hand and put her somewhere. Then he got the the boy and he held out like two hands and fists and she had to pick which one was like had the prince inside one of the hands. And I'm like, you don't do that. He's like, hey choose which hand the prince is in. And if he is in the wrong one that you chose, I'm going to crush him. That's all I'm all thinking when I'm watching. It's like, oh no, what's going to happen if she chooses wrong? What would have happened if she chose wrong? Was uh, Gulliver going to be like, oh, sorry, wrong one. I don't know. But I I just thought, like, it was a neat trick, yeah, but I was all, like, thinking, like, in modern times, like, why would you do that? And I'm all thinking, if I was Gulliver, and, like, being a comedic-type person that way, I'd probably do that and just be like pick which, which hand your boyfriend's in. Uh, Oh, wrong. It was like really weird to me. that They did that. Like, I know that they were trying to go for a comedic relief, but nowadays you're like thinking like with that trick happening, it's like who in the right mind would do that? I don't know. Yeah. That's my bit on that one. Um, uh, Would I recommend this? Eh, It's a classic. I'd probably give it like a 6 out of 10 stars. Like, you don't have to watch it, but if you want to, you can. I was able to watch it on YouTube for free, so if you want to look it up, just look up Gulliver's Travel from 1939, I believe, and you can find it and be able to watch it. It does have some ads here and there, but you'll be able to watch it in your leisure and have time to watch it. It's an hour and 16 minutes at least, I think. It's produced by Paramount, so I don't know if Paramount is... Uh, streaming this one on there if you have the subscription but you can do that as well if you'd like and yeah I just give that um, six out of ten stars and we're gonna take a little break and I'm gonna be talking about some ideas that I have for this movie like what I would have done differently and also talk about some upcoming movies that I could watch uh, for next time so we'll be right back all right, we'll back. We're back. My bad. We are back. We're back. So, as a recap, this movie overall I gave like a six out of ten stars. Eh, if you want to watch it, you can. I would much recommend the the T made for TV version. That's probably about two to four hours long, I believe and it is also on YouTube if you want to look it up. I think it was like made in the 90s and it was a TV movie and it has an all-star cast. And I recommend that one as opposed to all the other Gullivers. Like the Jack Black one is really good. And I think it's a little bit better than the animated one that I just viewed and well did a review for it. But on top of the Jack Black version, I like the 90s made-for-TV version much, much better. Because it, it went over the whole story of his adventures. Of not only with the people of Lilliput being a giant, but also being in a country where he was a little guy. And then he was in a country full of mort- immortals. And then was in a country full of uh, horses that were intelligent. And he was able to learn their language and stuff like that. So... I like that one more. I would give that one probably like a 9 out of 10. So, yeah, I highly recommend that one. And um, one thing I want to try to do later on that's just been inspiring for me is that I want to try to do my own version of Gulliver's Travel, but set in space. And I want to try to pitch an idea like this. Like I'll still do this for my podcast, but I want to try to pitch pitch an idea that we can have Adam Sandler play Gulliver for Gulliver's Travel in Space. And the reason being is because of one simple scene from a bedtime story when he is in space in one of the bedtime stories and he's speaking a different language like, uh, you know, gibberish and stuff like that. And after watching that and reading the book Gulliver's Travel and even watching the TV version just to compare the two, I was like thinking, and Well, even, like, Jack Black being a comedian, if it perfectly, with him being Gulliver. So why not Adam Sandler being Gulliver? And he could be Gulliver and travel in space, just like from the scene from A Bedtime Story when he was in space for that one scene. And if they were to go off of that, like, make, like, a spin-off of that alone, I think it would be a great movie, very heartfelt, very funny... And with him, like, speaking gibberish, it could be, like, the same. Like, he'd use that language for, like, one of the lang- one of the aliens he's visiting. Like, it can be more outside. Like, obviously, outer space instead of grounded in different islands in the world that we live in today. He could travel different worlds. Like, travel a world that has small people. And he's, like, huge in that world and stuff. Or travel a world that is huge and he's small travel a world where there's like immortal aliens and they look different they don't have to look like humans and stuff they can look like aliens of different shapes and forms and colors and whatnot and then the cool part will be when he visits a world that has like um um you could do both ways with this, like with the horses. It could be just a world full of horses, it's kind of like um, Planet of the Apes. It could be like Planet of the Horses to be like a parody of that. And um, he could be speaking gibberish in that one if he wanted to, and that would be like his iconic signature because he does do that a lot in, one, one of his mov- in a lot of his movies when he's like doing Abby Doobie and stuff. I don't know. But I think that would be real cool if they did it that way. And if Adam Sandler is hearing this, that would I think you should do this before you retire. You should do like a Gulliver's Travel version. set in space and take all these ideas. But just remember where you got it from. Get it from the podcast, Randomosity. your host Rand. So yeah, I would highly recommend that this would happen. If it doesn't, I'll do it on my podcast. And I don't know if I can do a good Adam Sandler impression, but I'll do something similar to it. So I'm going to try to produce something like that make it more like a travel log so it's like um uh captain's log this happened and such and such and i was on the planet and so 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 and so so it'll be similar to what i was doing with blood sweat and tears you know like a audio journal entry but it's going to be set in space so it's going to be like more um have some more sounds that'll make it sound like it's in space so i'll get some audio for that and um It'll just be the aftermath of his journal, like, explain what was happening and stuff like that. And it'll just be really cool. So I'm excited to do that with the inspiration I got from watching this movie and trying to think of, like, how I can make this. Like, obviously, I can make it with a podcast easily. But if I were to, like, produce it, if I ever got a chance to become, like, a movie director, I would much rather have, like, Adam Sandler as Gulliver, Tra- Gulliver and Gulliver Travels in Space, and that's what it could probably be called i don't know or just gulliver's travel oh maybe it would be called gulliver's travel in space since it's kind of like you know uh treasure Planet, which was a futuristic version of treasure island so it'd be something like that like gulliver's travel in space so that would work that would work just fine so yeah um But yeah, that's what I'm going to be working on in the future. I don't know when I'm going to be releasing those, but I will be releasing those once I have them recorded and they will be like journal entries. So anyway, for the next movie that I will be doing, or just a hint for it, I don't know what I'm going to be doing yet, but you can still vote on... Um, which one I should watch in the episodes below. There's, like, a way you can. You can select the the questionnaire there, the the poll there, and you can vote on it if you would like. But anyway, so far, and this may change, but I rolled a 2, and I didn't have a 2 at first, like, in the list. So I, because I went from, like, the 1900s, and there was nothing there, because I already did the 1900s, or... In one of the episodes, I believe I did. So then I just decided to go to the 1890s for a number two, and I don't know if there is a lot of movies that were made back then. So I'm I'm going to change the rules up a bit. That what's going to happen is, um, whatever decade that I'm going to be choosing from when I roll it, it's either going to be the decade the movie was released, or excuse me, it will be the decade that the movie is set in. You know, like if I go to the point of like, oh, it was set in like 10,000 BC, then we'll do some movie that's set at that time or something like that. I don't know. So anyway, this one, I rolled a number two for the 1890s. I rolled a four for a Western and I rolled a one for a supervillain as the villain or conflict of interest. So we got Western as a genre and there wasn't a whole lot Especially with a super villain. The closest thing I could think of is what maybe Jonah Hex. But I can't remember if Jonah Hex is happening in the 1890s. I'm going to look it up. Because if it is taking place in the 1890s. Then I'll definitely watch that one. Because I have not seen that one. But the other ones I have on the list here is Sherlock Holmes. And Sherlock Holmes 2, A Game of Shadows. Apparently those two movies are set in the 1890s. And I can't wait for the third one to come out. So if I decide to watch that one, then I'll be able to talk about the third one, and when it's released, what expectations are happening, especially with Guy Ritchie holding or helming the the film in this one again, and the other movie. And but I've seen these two. That's a thing. Like um, I'm trying to watch movies that I haven't seen. But if I can't find anything that I'm interested in watching, then I'll just um, watch what I watched again. And the other movie is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I haven't read the comic book, but I have seen the movie, and I actually enjoyed the movie. It was really good, and I did not know that it took place in the 1890s. And it does have super villains in it, so it fits perfectly. And it is western. The reason I say it's western, well, western could be, I guess could mean a variety of things. Like, western could also mean, like, westernized, so maybe, like, civilized era, when technology was advancing we could do it like by that da- that definition or we could do it the cowboy style I don't know but it could go both ways so that's why I was like expanding it like Western doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's cowboy ish I guess I guess it could do like alien versus cowboys so I've seen that one too because that could fit into the mix if we were to do it that way I don't know if it ha- took place in the 1890s but it was during the cowboy era and it is Western and there is a super villain. Kind of aliens. The other movie I was thinking of doing was the Time Machine. Now that one is also set in the eighteen nineties, and the supervillain. Well, there's a conflict of interest. Time is more of a conflict of interest. Supervillain is. It became. I remember watching this. I've seen this before, and I really enjoyed it. It's really cool. The supervillain is the King of the uh Moat. Morlocks, I believe. That's how they're pronounced and stuff. So, that's something, and it has Guy Pearce in it. So, that's a good movie to watch. I've seen it, but I would not mind watching it again. It's in there for, like, a movie that's set in the 1890s. Another movie is The Wolfman. And I've seen the black and white film, and I've seen the 2010 film. So... I am probably going to lean towards watching the 2010 film because I already watched the black and white film before. And I've also seen the 2010 film, but I do favor the 2010 film more because it has Anthony Hopkins in it and um, uh, and then Del Toro's in that one. That's a good one. And it'll give me inspiration of what I could do for like a werewolf podcast if I was going to come back to Beware again because I need to do that eventually. So those are my options, and um, I will put them on the list below and have people vote, so whichever movie has most votes, I will watch for next time. Until next time, toodles! You have just listened to an episode produced by Randomosity. The stories are written and recorded by yours truly, Rand Einfeldt. Randomosity is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, listen notes, audible, player.fm, and many more. So stay tuned, my friends. Please support the podcast on these venues as well as on the Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash randomosity.